0: Hello everybody and welcome back to The Insider. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Murray Foxcroft. Um Murray is actually somebody that I've I've known a long time. So I originally started working with Murray as a client, I think probably about 15 years ago. Then Murray became a candidate and now Murray has become a client again. So full circle. I don't think that's the only time it's happened in my career. So know very well. Top man. Welcome to the show, Murray.
1: Thanks, and uh, and to g- good to see you again. Yeah, as you say, we've crossed paths many times, um, and uh, and you've been invaluable in in a helping me to sort my career out and put it in the right direction, and b finding the right people to to help me grow a successful teams. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, no, I, I, to be honest with you, yeah. While we're, we're in the kind of patting each other on the back, I think that another thing with you, Murray, is that you're somebody who I always go to, and I have questions. And Murray's one of these guys who's always eager to help. But he's really good at explaining it to dummies like myself in in simplistic terms on a whiteboard and explaining diagrams so it's um you've been invaluable to me over the years could you start off by like maybe just giving everybody a bit of an overview and a bit of an introduction to yourself where you where your kind of expertise are and, and who you're working with
1: yeah so i'll give, I'll give it a super brief history and then concentrate a little bit on more recent activities uh, from my accent you can hear i'm a bit of a hybrid Um, 30 odd years in in South Africa and and 15 odd in the UK. Um, Primarily working in London markets and have been involved in law firms, system integrators and work for for product vendors as well. Um, So a huge array of experience. And having recently joined, well not really recently, it's uh, about 18 months ago, joined an organization called ProArc. Uh, I have been appointed as their CTO. And it's a very interesting organization. We've got um, two large clients, one in the US, one in the UK, and then we've got a lot of um, domestic business in India. Um, so we really spread across three, three continents, and then we do some offshore and some nearshore work with, um, with, uh, with sort of Eastern Europe. So quite a diverse and interesting company, um, around 200 people and uh, in these last few months. Uh, to go along with the pandemic and a bit of the houses, uh we've been wrapping up an acquisition. So we've bought a security and analytics company uh, on, on top of that. So um, it's been really busy for us, but our primary focus at the moment is uh, Microsoft Cloud. We do a little bit of AWS. We do a little bit of Google, but primarily Microsoft called for Partners, building applications. Uh, so software as a service applications uh, for customers um, and also on-premise sort of line of business applications. Uh, We do websites, we do UI, UX-driven design, and then into data analytics um, on Microsoft's platform, ranging from data lakes through to data science, uh, databases, analytics, uh, predictive analytics, modeling, uh, churn prediction, that type of work. And then spanning, uh, with this new acquisition of ours, spanning into the security arena. So at the moment, for an organization of our size, about 300 people. Um, globally, we're able to cover you know, end-to-end Azure from you know, initial customer moving a couple of virtual machines in, lift and shift, migrating their Azure infrastructure, all the way through to building apps and uh, and, uh, and, and, and and data solutions on top. Um, through the acquisition, I've uh, I've become a co-CTO, so I look after apps and data, and we've got another chap that looks after um, security and infrastructure.
0: Wow, what lots to cover there. <clears throat> and I think, um, no wonder, it's, you're so hard to pin down. Everybody else who's listened to this, Murray's off on a, a very well-deserved holiday tomorrow, and he's managed to squeeze me in today. So I can see why when you're talking about everything that you guys are covering. And am I right in saying that the recent acquisitions are um, an American-based business?
1: Yeah, it's in upstate uh, New York, Rochester. So I, uh, Luckily, just before um, the lockdown happened, um, I was kind of across in the U.S., probably to set up, uh, you know, the technical due diligence. Work out how we start to combine our offerings. Um, you know, Prox have traditionally uh, have had a, had a quite a weak sales team. They've got a very strong sales team. They've got no clue about how to do data and analytics, but and really strong security. So whilst it's it's a fantastic fit from an organisational perspective, there's very little overlap, and we really expand our capabilities. Um, trying to get both sides of the fence, you know, finding the 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 strengths to, to create the synergy um, has been quite a challenge and then you know, education across the board.
0: Yeah, no, actually, I mean, I think that the first thing I normally cover is kind of like where we are right now. So you, you have a lot of moving parts. So you've got clients in the UK, you've got um, teams based over in India, an acquisition that's going over in America. And I don't... I, I, you, as far as i know you're the only um customer that i've spoken to who have gone through um an acquisition and obviously all the kind of planning and understanding through that so it must have been a hell of a challenge um especially with kind of time zones and not being able to go over to america as much where, where are you guys at the moment in terms of how how's this pandemic kind of affected you guys and how how's it changed the way that you're working
1: um, I, th- I think there's there's Two, two two carriers maybe even three carriers that you, that you can break it into um, from us our major customer base sits in management consultancy uh, energy and utilities and um, and and whilst those organizations have maybe felt some of the impact um, it's been nowhere near as severe as uh, you know travel uh, automotive uh, hospitality uh, those type of you know hotels, pubs, etc. So we've been we've been slightly protected. Um, we've you know, I think when the pandemic hit, everyone is, everyone went into emergency planning. And what's the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? What is our plan? You know, in, in case we need to, you know, we need to how how do we put some money aside so we've got some cash to get through this in case. We've fallen hard times, um, so there's there's under um, this knee-jerk reaction of of kind of you know, this immense amount of planning that we went through, uh, and as it unfolded and lockdown happened, um, you know our businesses has stayed fairly static. So you know, a lot of planning, a lot of panic, um, but <laughs> but no real impact. So um, I, I think I think we've been lucky in that way. Um, so existing business for us has been you know, pretty much flattened. That's probably why you haven't heard much from me lately, Ben, because um, you know, people are moving, they're kind of staying put, and, and, and our business hasn't really scaled up or down. Um, that said, over the last, i said the last two to four weeks, uh, things are really starting to ramp up for us. Um, the market's getting busier, uh, we're getting a lot of inquiries, a lot of demos, a lot of interest in our products, and we do a data product. Um, and one of the things we built, um, you probably don't know about it, Ben, is uh, in record time, in 10 days, we built a a um, COVID um, app, uh, effectively a tracker uh, oh, okay. for organizations that have got Azure Active Directory wow. um, or or Google Authentication. We um, split it up into the employees and guests. And uh, as you'd arrive at any pub, the type of app you see now, um, where it pops up and it says, uh, mm. have you had any of your symptoms? Have you traveled to a... Uh, to a restricted area, um, from a geographical perspective, you kind of tap in and, and, and select, um, select that you're, you're either um, kind of non-compliant or compliant, and then it comes up with the, with a message saying you're good to go to the premises, or, or no, stay away, you go contact a, your health advisor, or, or, get, um, you know, or, or get the relevant testing done. So uh, we built that in 10 days, actually, for, a, um, for an educational institution in, in New York, um, and uh, yeah, so so that's been another little piece in our plate, which is, which has kept us quite busy. Uh, we're now selling that uh, primarily into the U.S. market, um, because I think I think the boat's kind of sailed in, in the U.K. for those type of apps, um, and uh, and getting a lot of traction. So that's been interesting for us. It's a good opportunity for us, and uh, we're working with a lot of mon- nonprofits and effectively giving giving it away at cost to some of them, uh, just so that uh, you know, that they can get back get back to work. Um, you know. Speaking to you know, any educational institution, they're under a huge amount of pressure to try and you know, get their doors open and they want to keep those doors open by having you know, people come into to the premises, get on with, with their learning, their teaching, students, faculty, uh, but at the same time, you know, ensure a level of safety and, and be compliant to, with, with the government legislation.
0: Yeah, no, amazing. I mean, I think that that's where consultancies can have, can have <clears throat> real value is, um, you, you know, when you can do something really reactive, you know, so there's, there's an issue and what kind of, you know, solution can you provide to a client and to be able to put something together in 10 days must have been pretty hectic. Also glad to hear that things are picking up. I'll definitely stand by my phone, Murray, so we'll, we'll look out for that. <laughs> but um, I think in general, the market's beginning to turn So. I think what kind of happened to me was we we, we had one client who just carried on hiring. I've said this a couple of times on the pod, but they took advantage of where the market was, where a lot of other companies kind of held off. And they um, managed to secure some really, really good talent, to be honest with you. They carried, they had a process and um, pretty stable company to work for, so they did very well. So probably the first six weeks, I was crazy busy, and then I was really quiet for about six weeks after, and then there was a few clients kind of testing the water, and in the kind of a couple of recruitment networks that I'm part of everyone was saying work's picking out we're getting we're getting busier but then I think it was but no one was really kind of putting the trigger so I, th- I, was, I was quite glad that I didn't spend too much time on a requirement the last thing I'd want to do is work you know you and I've worked closely together in the past you'll you'll come to me when you need help um, but you're sure that you're going to hire and I think a lot of the time there's a few customers out there who weren't too sure if we if we do if we don't and this, so there's a bit of movement in the market but it seems to have um, but it seems to come away the last week and a half, it's moving forward. So the last week and a half, out of nowhere, we've literally, it was funny enough, I went away for the, for the weekend, and it's just sod's law, before you go away, there's like 10 jobs just jumped in, you know, so we're like, James and I, my business partner, have been crazy busy um, this week, but it's, it's, it's a sign that things are moving forward. I think you're one of the best people to speak to, actually, about how how... Technology is going to kind of help in a in a post-COVID world. You know, we're obviously all, all beginning to get back to some sense of normality. I mean, we're obviously watching the stats every day. I know you're a bit of a stat man yourself, and we've had the conversations about you know how how the government are working with um with with the daily information at the moment. But regardless, stats are go and and data is going to um, influence how we move forward. It's it's determined how we live at the moment. How do you see this kind of evolving over the next maybe six months or so?
1: Well, I think I think the data has been extremely difficult to work with, and and we've we've made a number of attempts right. to to try and harness some of that COVID data, uh, analyze it, and and make some sense of it in a business context. I think there's there's a couple of factors that make it extremely difficult. One is that this is brand new and it, it's a few months old. There's there's no previous pandemic, Well, there's been previous pandemics, but there's no previous pandemic that's got this level of data captured against it, uh, in terms of global tracking. So Whilst, whilst there's, there's a wealth of data out there, it's very difficult to understand, you know, the context of the stats. So, for example, if there's been a, a, a mortality rate um, or an infection rate, uh, is that in hospitals? Does that include you know, is that people that haven't gone into hospital? Um, is that in care homes? It's, just, it's very difficult to, you know, getting the context around the data um, is really what's required to make it useful. And, and in our analytics practice, and those are comes from the constant questions that, that have come up. Um, is you know what is the quality of the data, what is the context, and and what are the you know, uh, how can they apply that to to um, you know for example businesses? Use, it's barely been even though it feels like a long time, uh, it's it's barely been you know, just longer than a quarter uh, from a financial perspective. So to, to plot results and draw conclusions, um, there's obviously the pandemic, and then there's there's a hundred other factors in, in the market, not, not least Brexit and another large um, you know changes that, that are imp- impacting the landscape. So it's been very difficult to, to kind of pull it apart and, um, and, and, and analyze that data and make some decent assumptions. So I think, I think that data set needs to grow, we need to improve the quality, and then we can start feeding it into, into some of our models. Um, I think we also need the recovery um, or, or, or the tail of that, the new normal to come out of it. Um, obviously, I don't think we're going to re- recover um, very quickly. Uh, a lot of institutions you know, with furlough, when that comes to an end, that's gonna mm. cause uh, a, 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 another dip. And so so to truly c- kind of get the impact, um, you need to try and work all these factors in. And from our customer's perspective, we're, we're seeing, you know, and, and from prospects, you know, we do a lot of marketing and sales, a lot of discussions around data and analytics uh, and app dev. And, and the, this kind of, it's kind of polarized because people are either putting their heads in the sand and say, look, we, we just, Tightening our belts, putting our heads in the sand, We're trying to wait for this to blow over, um, maybe make some cuts to try and optimise um, for for expenses. And there's others that see, you know, this is this is a new paradigm, a new way of working, and uh, and they're actually looking to invest. They think that uh, if they invest and structure their business for a new normal, uh, more more online ways of working, better collaboration, mm. and then building software that supports that. Um, I think you know, there's, there's those that are trying to just ride it out and those that see this new normal as an opportunity and, and trying to get ahead
0: yeah i think so i think there's i think from my perspective a lot of companies had to kind of change their business models relatively quickly so depending on the size of all, of the organization um i was speaking to david germain from rsa uh, the cio the other the other week and he was saying that, you know they had a lot of um i guess you know their plan a lot of kind of like disaster recovery a lot of you know they're strategically you know you're you're set up if there's if there's a major issue and there's a lot of companies that that weren't they had to adopt adapt and move very very quickly from a kind of digital perspective i'm not just talking about kind of you know the infrastructure and the hardware of having people working at home it's like the systems that you're using and these guys had to upscale quite quickly and i think all of a sudden they've gone you know what that wasn't too hard like we can actually and like how can we now evolve this and how can we move it forward and it doesn't matter what kind of industry you're in um so now i can absolutely see that um I think, um, I, I, I know you're a busy chap, I don't want to take up any more, more of your time. It's fascinating listening to you talking about data. Um, it's obviously an area that's very kind of close and, 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 um, and passionate to, to our business. Um, and yeah, you guys are, like I say, you're moving forward, you're in the right space. I, I, I can't believe how busy you are. You must be, you know, please enjoy your, um, your holiday. Um, where, are you, where are you off to? Down, to, down to the coast?
1: Down to Plymouth. I'm going to soak up some of the British somehow that looks fairly miserable from a weather perspective, but we'll make the most of it. There's a lot to do down there. It's beautiful countryside, so we'll be guaranteed to have some fun. Plenty
0: of fish and chips. <laughs> Indeed. <Thank you. laughs> All right, listen, Murray, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy your holiday. Well deserved, and um, we'll speak to you soon.
1: No problem. Cheers, mate.